Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Energy drinks, beer, more football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Bink at Night. This Monday night, National Championship Monday night. Jay Binkley with uh, my man Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Good evening, Grant. What's up, Jay? How are you? I'm used to saying good morning to you on Sundays. It's uh, kind of our thing. You didn't bring me a donut yesterday. You know what's what up with that? No breakfast. I didn't see one from you either, bro. Like, I did not see one from you. We've got a lot of fun tonight. Uh, Ron Kopp, lead analyst from MuralheadPride.com. Uh, fellow draft guy. We like we like mock drafts. We like drafts. We like talking about the Chiefs and the Chiefs' needs. He'll be in here between 7 and 8. So if you have Chiefs questions uh, for myself or Ron, make sure you get them in because it's 7 to 8. I'll address those questions. We'll go through everything. What the Chiefs have done this offseason, what they really need to do in the draft. Should they trade down? Should they stay? We'll talk a lot about that with Ron Kopp coming up between 7 and 8. A lot of Kansas City Royals talk as well, but... We'll start here with uh, something Grant loves, and that's the Jayhawks. Um, big night for Grant as he's seeing the Kansas Jayhawks uh, go for why, why are you doing this to me? Tunnel. Why are you putting my name out there and slandering it like this? Grant's a K-State fan, so he, honestly, he doesn't care. Or do you care? Are you uh, all care. about K-State? I care a lot. Who are you for, uh, North Carolina? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're big into this. No, I mean, I'm not. Like, it's not going to ruin my day if, they, if KU wins, but I'm rooting very hard for North Carolina. Yeah. Very hard or just kind of like? No, very hard. Okay. Yeah. You, I mean, you, it's, it's a point of contention, sure. Are most K-State fans uh, doing that? Yeah, I mean, I'm on several group texts and threads and stuff where people are not not rooting for the Jayhawks. And they're not even impartial. It is, it is, they're rooting against them. I'm sure it is. And here's the one thing. I'm not a Kansas fan at all either, and you know that as well. But I, I'd put Bill Self in the top five guys I'd have a beer with, though. Like in the sports world, I'd say, yeah, put him in the top five of guys I'd sit down and have a beer with. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't just, just do that. But yeah, why? Just because? It's just cool. 
He's just cool. He just, I've, you know, I ran into him, you know, with the uh, Royals playoff run and everything. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Just there on the concourse, we were walking around at the, at the World Series there. Couldn't have been a, a nicer guy. I don't know him from Adam. I've never interviewed him or anything else. That's usually done by some of our uh, Jayhawk brethren here at I mean, the it's, station. It's probably pretty easy to be cool when the rules don't seem to apply to you. Well, but, but here's the thing, though, Grant. And this isn't a defense of Kansas, but who doesn't cheat? Because if you don't cheat, you're not trying. No, you, I agree. But, I mean, they did get caught cheating. Well, they were trying there's harder. there's just no repercussions at all. No, but if they win the title, it's going to come in. I mean, it's worth it. Who cares? But they get a national title yeah, this it's year. Worth it. They're not going to like take the title back. Like, they're not going to pull it back at all. years and years and years ago. How many times are they going to show a Roy Williams on the uh, screen tonight? What's that over-under? Like nine and a half? I haven't seen the over-under, but uh, old Roy will be there. Do you know that uh, Roy Williams... When you're thinking about, you know, the four uh, national title, or excuse me, four uh, final fours he went to with Kansas, including a championship game that he probably could have won. Um, you look at him in the history of college basketball, Roy Williams. He said there were 77 wins in the tournament. Only Coach K has more with 94. That's pretty impressive. Bill Self, ninth with 47. Now, titles, Roy Williams has three. Nine coaches have two national titles. So some have more. You know, Jay Wright's in that discussion, too, guys that have two national titles. But uh, Bill Self could enter it with two national titles. And I think that's important. You know, national titles are fun, whether you like Kansas or not. But it's a chance to win it all. I mean, this is a chance to win it all. It's an area team here in the Kansas City Metro. I'm sure they, I know your feelings on the Kansas Jayhawks grant, and that's fine. Yeah, but I think you should have a reaction one way or the other. I think Dusty and I looked it up one time, and I think if Bill Self wins this title, he'll him and uh, Jay Wright for Villanova will be the only active coaches after Mike Krzyzewski retires uh, with multiple national titles. There'll be ten with multiple yeah, national. Yeah, but how, how many titles. are current? Here, here's the, all right, here's the here's the order: John Wooden with ten, Coach K with five, Adolph Rupp with four, Roy Williams three, Jim Calhoun three, Bob Knight three. Denny Crum, two, Billy Donovan, two, Henry Iba, two, Ed Juker, two. Again, this is way back, man, from Cincinnati. And Branch McCracken with two at Indiana. You remember old Branch McCracken? Big Branch guy. Yeah, it's Bobby Knight passed him, you know, with three. Dean Smith, as many times as Dean Smith, would he go like nine Final Fours, 11 Final Fours, something like that, won two titles. Um, Jay Wright, two. Rick Patino, two, but one of them was vacated the Louisville one was vacated he got the Kentucky one but there's Bill Self this could be in rare air one of 10 guys with at least two of course there's six guys with more than two but essentially you're you're in rare air staring right up at guys like Roy Williams Jim Calhoun Bob Knight and you get in that that club with Denny Crum and Jay Wright and guys if he like doesn't that. win this title can you really put Bill Self above Branch McCracken no you don't put anybody above Branch McCracken <laughs> Like you can try, but you can't really justify it. He's got a great resume. But he's got 47 tournament wins, does Bill Self. Active coaches ahead of him. Patino still, Izzo still. Roy Williams is out. Coach K's out. So Bill Self's number two active coaches in tournament wins. And he could add that second for his legacy. I mean, I, he's already a Hall of Famer. In basketball, he's already, you know, a revered guy at the University of Kansas. But two national titles just put you in rare air. 
Two national titles put you in 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 the conversation of best coach currently going, and that's where he could get. And if he doesn't win this one, it's like ah, Bill Self's so, so close. He at least won that one, but he can't win the can't win the other one. But to beat North Carolina would be a good deal, right? Because Hubert Davis, I mean, this is first year coaching. He could have one. He can tie Bill Self just with one win tonight. I mean, this is like when we look back on it, this is gonna be one heck of a run. An eight seed. I mean, they played their way into the title of the last or into the tournament the last couple of weeks. I mean, they were not a lock. They weren't a lock mid to get February, in early March. No, but what a run! I mean, do you look at them as an eight seed? I don't. I look at them now no. as a one or two, just the way they've been playing lately. And so, what have you done for me lately? That's the way college basketball is. I don't remember. They came into the year ranked pretty highly, weren't they? They're like top twenty or something at least. But it seems like they're on house money in the tournament. And they got a good guard, and they got a couple of capable bigs. They've got depth on, you know, up front, which is important in the tournament. No, they do. And the one thing is, Kansas, you know, they they had expectations, a lot of expectations. Number one seed, although many Kansas fans wouldn't have expected them to get here to the national title game, but it is what it is. But they're the ones with with the expectations. North Carolina is stealing people's lunch money at this point. But Kansas is all about the legacy. It's all about the banners. It's all about putting your name in the rafters. Some of these guys like Goche Obaji. You know, but with North Carolina, eh, they're used to winning. As I said, Dean Smith's got two titles. Roy Williams, three titles. Hubert Davis now his first year coaching. And here he has a chance for a national title. But two national titles does put you up there. I mean, we think about Andy Reid, the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, if he gets two Super Bowls, how do we view Andy Reid? I mean, it's it, it's something to get the one ring. I mean, it's very, very cool to win the one ring. But when you win multiple, that's when I feel like you're looked upon differently in the eyes of fans, coaches, boosters, you name it, when you get that second title, as long as you're able to keep the second title, which they will be able to this time. Not like Patino won it twice, but saw it with my own two eyes. He, he won the title twice. Yeah, and it like I don't mean this to diminish winning – championships as a coach but a lot of guys win one title like a lot of guys have win one title they have one good year with a good team and it all kind of works in their favor if you win twice I mean then that means that you've had a lot to deal with with both of those teams yeah I mean there's a lot of guys that have won those one titles and it's how you view them uh, Brian Billick one of those guys you know in the NFL he won it with the Ravens but he but he can't even get a retread job isn't that weird isn't that weird that a guy with the Super Bowl ring could never find himself just getting a shot or getting a run with another NFL team, even though he's got the ring. Isn't that a little weird? I mean, Dick Vermeil did. He goes to the Chiefs after the Rams. Did Billick, was it, is it well known that he wanted more jobs? Was he always no, I, going I, after jobs? Or did I, he, I don't know. Was I he don't, good? I don't know. I mean, obviously he went to Baltimore as an offensive guy when he was the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. Great. One of the best offenses I've ever seen when he was there. But it was all about the defense. That won with the Ravens that year of Brian Pillick, but he's still a Super Bowl champion head coach. Good move by the Ravens to bring in Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, John Harbaugh is a very underrated coach, even yeah. though he's got a Super Bowl ring. I think people forget it too when they're talking about the hierarchy of you know AFC coaches and everything. That John Harbaugh once won a ring, but it'll be interesting. Legacies can be built tonight. Uh, I'll keep you updated on the scores when we watch it later. But I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Ron Kopp, the lead analyst, ZeroHeadPride.com. We have a we have some special draft shows coming up. Be doing a draft show on the 13th and the 21st. 
in and around the Royal schedule, 13th to 20th, I think that's next Wednesday, then I'll be live doing a live draft show on draft night where we have a lot of fun uh, with that draft profiles, the different prospects. We'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be a big year for the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL draft. I kind of wish they had the 12 picks in Kansas City when they're going to be doing that and when the draft is here next year, but it is what it is. But draft night is always fun in Kansas City, and especially when they got picks. And we'll see if Brett Veach moves and shakes because he's been prone to do that. He's got the ammo to do it with two first rounds, two second rounds, two third rounds, two fourth rounds. This is where the Chiefs are going to make A. I mean, there are needs for this football team, and it's going to be through the draft. I mean, you look at last year with Nick Bolton and Creed Humphrey in the second round, getting Trey Smith the starter. And Nick Bolton, by the way, is only nine linebackers, rookie linebackers since 2000 to get over 100 tackles and 10 tackles for loss. Not a bad deal, considering I consider last year's draft the toughest in the history of NFL drafts. No combine. You had limited tape because you only played conference games. You got to the bowl games, and a lot of guys opted out of the bowl games and simply didn't play them. And so you were, and then you had the opt outs. Like Jamar Chase, he goes fifth overall, but it, he didn't seem to miss a beat going to the Bengals this year, but it's just a weird year. Then the pro day had these inflated numbers where you can't really trust them. That's why some guys opt out of, of running at the combine. They go do it at the pro day. We saw a lot of 300 pounders run sub five, which is very, very skeptical uh, when you think some of the linemen that were under five. And then Saturday, we'll have about six hours of coverage starting at 10 a.m. Uh, for the third day of the NFL draft. Then Monday, I'll do a draft recap show uh, right here. So we have a lot of draft uh, coming up here on 610 Sports Radio. We'll talk uh, Kansas City Royals next. J.J. Piccolo spoke. Josh Vernier spoke. As we look at exclamation marks and question marks for the Kansas City Royals uh, starting lineup next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, 
Welcome back to Big and I, Jay Binkley. Grant Nicholson producing the operation. The Kansas City Royals opening day this Thursday. I, for one, Grant Nicholson, cannot wait. And I cannot wait to talk about it after the game. After Vern, talk about it. Mix in some draft stuff, too, you know. I'm excited. Grinky on the mound, dude. Dude, I'm pumped up about Zach Grinky. You know, Josh Vernier is pumped up about this stuff as well. And the one thing we've always talked about, and I like to talk about through the years with the Kansas City Royals lineup, two things, Grant, exclamation marks or question marks. Exclamation mark is we know what you're going to be. We know what you're going to do. You've proven yourself in Major League Baseball, then there's always the question marks. We're not sure. They could have a great season or not. Like Nicky Lopez last year would have been a question mark. He's not a question mark this year? Yes, he stays a question mark because okay. he can uh. you repeat what you did last year. Now, if he does this for like two or three straight years, then it becomes more of an exclamation mark. Like right now, the catcher, Salvador Perez, exclamation mark. 100% exclamation mark on Salvador Perez. Carlos Santana at first base, I think that's still a question mark. Because if he didn't quite cut it, you know, how long will it be for Nick Prado to get up to Kansas City? Nicky Lopez, still a question mark. Can he repeat what he did last year? Bobby Witt Jr., a huge question mark at this point. Not that we we think he's not going to be great. I think he's going to be rookie of the year, but it's still questionable what kind of season he's going to have. Because I don't think we can. We have to give him an incomplete at this point. We think we know what we got in Bobby Wood Jr., which I'm most excited to see what he can do this year out of anybody else. Adalberto Mondesi at shortstop. Definitely a question mark for the Kansas City Royals. Skill-wise, no. Stealing bases, no. The guy's got power for days when he when he wants to and when he's not hurt, and he can be one of the most talented guys on the field. I, I did think he had the most raw talent of any of the Royals players when healthy, Last year, but I think Bobby Witt Jr. takes that crown for the Kansas City Royals as far as their starters. But Edelmar Tomondesi, he's a freak of nature, Grant. When he runs the base, I mean, there's just nobody faster from home to first. He steals bases so effortlessly. It's fun to say that he's led baseball in stolen bases for four. He does have power. I remember when I did the Royals postgame show a couple years ago when I was doing it, he actually led the Royals in homer and distance. They didn't have that many of that, like 13 or 14, but he'd lead in distance. Andrew Benatendi, is that a question mark, really? I think we know what Andrew Benatendi is. I think he could be more slanted towards the exclamation mark. Michael A. Taylor in center field, I think it's still a question mark what you're going to get. You know what kind of defense you're going to get from Michael A. Taylor, but what about the plate? He'll run into a few home runs. Matter of fact, he's got one of the longest stat cast, top 10 stat cast home runs uh, ever when he was with the Nationals. Whit Merrifield, definitely an exclamation mark. We know who and what Whit is. We know what kind of solid baseball player he is, often overlooked, one of the most overlooked, probably the most underrated player in Major League Baseball, but he's definitely an exclamation mark. Then you got Hunter Dozier playing some DH, playing some first base, Ryan O'Hearns, you know, right behind him. You know, MJ Melendez, a backup catcher, could at some point be a DH for Kansas City, but I think they wouldn't even get regular bats. Well, he's in Omaha. But question marks and exclamation marks from the Royals lineup. Vern took a look at some of these Kansas City Royals and as, as far as a preview for who and what they are, I thought this Mondesi one was pretty interesting. What to expect from Adalberto Mondesi. Here's Vern. All right. 
Play ball! 2022 Player Previews with Royals insider Josh Vernier. Adalberto Mondesi to some is the five-tool dynamo with the type of potential that demands respect from everyone in baseball. To others, he's the inconsistent hitting injury-prone son of a big leaguer that's been gifted everything dating back to making his big league debut in the World Series. Now regardless how you feel about the reticent shortstop that turns 27 at the end of July and remains under contract with the Royals, through the end of next season, if he's going to flourish and tap into that potential, the team that is going to benefit from his abilities is going to be the Kansas City Royals. Look, he makes $3 million this year. That's nothing in the grand scheme of Major League Baseball. If he's healthy, he's at worst one of the game's great base runners and one heck of a defender. He'd be a terrific number nine hitter at worst. If he's not healthy, well, Whit Merrifield and Nicky Lopez know the routine, and that also likely means an MJ Melendez promotion is forthcoming. But for now, Mondi's the guy, like it or not. And speaking of some of the other question marks we had this, on this year's team, obviously Adalberto Mondesi, but what about Carlos Santana? What can we really expect from him? Now, I was happy when the Royals got him. I mean, he was a Royals killer when he wasn't with the Royals. But then there's Nick Prado waiting in the wings, a guy with a better glove than uh, Eric Hosmer. Here's Vern on Santana. All right, play ball! 2022 Player Previews with Royals insider Josh Vernier. Carlos Santana will turn 36 years old on Friday. And following last season's offensive free fall, the elder statesman of the Royals position players will need to prove that it's not father time, but instead a quad injury that derailed his debut season in Royal Blue. Santana's $10.5 million salary makes him the third highest paid Royal, but also places a blockade in front of the top prospects, Nick Prado and MJ Melendez. Now the best hope for Royals fans desirous to see the two 23-year-old sluggers root for Carlos Santana to duplicate what he did, a near 800 OPS from last season's first half. Trade him and hand first base to Prado and give that DH role to MJ Melendez. But if Santana's late season swoon was a precursor to a troubled 22 campaign, it could make for an awkward transition to the bench for the once feared hitter. Speaking of MJ Melendez, who could be a DH, as Vern said, here's his preview. All right, play ball! 2022 Player Previews with Royals insider Josh Vernier. MJ Melendez led all of minor league baseball last season with 41 home runs, tearing up AA for 79 games, then only becoming more dangerous in 44 games in AAA. The left-handed hitting catcher saw time last season and this spring at third base. He's worked some in right field, but serving as the designated hitter may be the quickest path to the big leagues for the 23-year-old. So whether it's an injury or disappointing play, from Dozier or O'Hearn or Santana, uh, the opportunity for everyday at-bats need to be present. Not to mention, the kid's got a hit in Omaha. Melendez was drafted out of high school in the second round of the 2017 draft, and the expectation throughout the organization is that he, along with Nick Prado and Bobby Witt, will give this club the type of young run producers in the middle of the lineup that we haven't seen in Kansas City since Die, Beltron, and Sweeney nearly a quarter of a century ago. And it's the one thing about the Royals I'm really excited for. Listen, a lot of them are here, but then there's some that's not. And I asked Vern, I said, who is going to be the power slugger? Who is going to be the guy? You know, because I like the home run hitters. MJ Melendez, what he said, he did hit 41 home runs last year 
in minor leagues. And one thing about Melendez and Prado, they had that great year when they won a title, South Atlantic League title with the Lexington Legends. They had an off year. They both didn't do well when they went, got to Wilmington, but they've been better. And I think that 2020 camp, when they kind of shut down minor league baseball and they had that uh, alternate camp out where the uh, Monarchs are, the T-Bones at that point before they became the Monarchs, but um, that's where they went and they excelled. They, they, they took the, the coaching and everything else with Prado and Melendez and became really good players. So I'm excited. The whole Royals team isn't here yet that you'd expect, but I think they're they're mostly getting here. They're mostly getting here, and that's the fun thing about it. And I'm ready for baseball. I'm ready for baseball every night. There's nothing better. I think baseball is a good radio sport. Like, is there anything better than mowing the lawn or sitting on the back deck and listening, you know, to Denny Matthews or Ryan Lefevre, Fiziok, all those guys? Like, baseball is a good sport translated on the radio. I've always felt that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's where you get those summer. I remember one of my first jobs mowing lawns. You throw in the Royals game in the headphones. I could stream it on my phone, and you just mow the lawn. Done that many times. So many times. Done that many times. Like, the game's in the middle of the afternoon. You're like, eh. Saturday afternoon, but I had to get this mowing done. I'll go ahead and listen to the game. Uh, by the way, uh, the text line, 913-576-7610, the J. Southland tow service uh, text line. Uh, they said, you sound like a Weber Homer, Grant. A Weber Homer? I think that is uh, not true. I'm all aboard the Tang train. Is that what they're calling it? I, they've got a lot of names for it. Are you more? Are you pumped up for him? Yeah, dude, I'm I'm psyched. I guess you and I haven't talked about it, but I'm all in. Why? I'm just, all in. Just curious. I, you just needed the new life, I think, just a jolt of fresh energy. And I like I like the staff he's building. I like the the rumblings on the recruiting trail. I, I just good vibes. It's just good energy around the program for the first time in a little while. Did you like Bruce Weber? Would he win two titles at least? Shared them. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked Bruce Weber. Bruce Weber I was... I think he did better Bruce, than expected. Bruce Weber was fine. I, I, there were just so many issues that never seemed to fix themselves. It just... Over a decade, you saw the same things come up over and over and over again. I don't think it was going to change, and I think people had gotten kind of tired of it. For but, better or for worse. Like, I, I think he should get his flowers, for sure. He's great for the for the program. So the octagon of doom comes back. Yeah, something just more exciting. Bruce Weber was a great coach. He did a lot of good things. The, the Dean Wade... Team that went to the Elite Eight will always be incredible with Barry Brown. But is K State all basketball? You know, kind of now. Or I thought they were all football. What do you mean, with like a little bit fans? Of, yeah, I mean football seems to be the thing at K State. I mean, that basketball. I think they care about basketball, but football is kind of the lifeblood of that team of that school. I mean, it is. I think that more fans would consider them football fans more than basketball fans. But I mean, if you win, they'll show up for whatever. Like, if Tang turns this around, I, it would not shock me for the stands to be absolutely jammed for basketball. Like, it can switch pretty easily with K-State guys. You know, I'll say this, though. I mean, you look at the 20, 25,000, they bring the bowl games. I mean, it's incredible. Even if they're not high-profile bowl games, they still travel. They still go to Manhattan on game day. is still an unreal experience. By the way, you and I were talking about the spring game. They're not doing a, quote, spring game this year. It's going to be a practice. Yeah, Kleiman's a big practice guy. He does the, the spring pla- practice. I'm planning on attending that. Are you really? Yeah, I'm planning okay. on attending that. Tell me how Jake Rubley looks. Or is it going to be Adrian Martinez? Yeah, I, Adrian's going to be the starter, but just tell me how Rubley looks. I'm glad he I didn't need an eye trans- test. I'm glad he didn't hit the transfer portal. Rubley? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's only one year for Adrian. He probably wasn't going to be ready next year anyways. The guy's a four-star. <laughs> What's the play of it? These guys all want to play, man. They do want to play, but, I mean, I don't think it's wrong for him to sit behind Adrian. Adrian knows what he's great. doing. I think it's great. I, again, I thought he was earmarked for the transfer part. I never heard you know anything like he would be looking for that. I'm just saying guys like that typically do hit it. Someone, someone said uh, uh, Will Howard still looks like the best passer on K-State. Someone said that. I saw that. It was reported that, that people still like Will Howard. He's the most accomplished guy on that roster so far. Over Rubley. Yeah, over Rubley probably at the moment. Uh, I don't know if I'm buying that. Well, I'm just saying, telling you, I saw a snippet. He's got the I saw a snippet from practice. It's, someone said that. Don't forget about Will Howard is all it said. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not saying. No, no. I, I I'm not you, passing man. judgment. You I'm just, just saying Will what Howard I saw. For Heisman. <laughs> Yeah. I heard Deuce, well Deuce Vaughn said. for Heisman, though. Come on. Get oh, him on a God. short list. That's Get him on a short list. Guy. That's the most exciting guy in the Big 12. Yeah, it is. I mean, the Deuce is loose. Junior next year? Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be incredible Ooh. to watch him. Coming up next, though, we're gonna, uh, by the way, we're going to talk uh, hear from J.J. Piccolo. Had some interesting things to say on some of the Royals' prospects. But don't forget, Ron Kopp, lead analyst from RealheadPride.com. In for an hour of Chiefs talk, who they got in the offseason, what they will look at the NFL draft as we'll dive into that. He's working on a draft preview right now. Tyre Elam, uh, the cornerback of Florida, he's already working on that, so I'll have to get that uh, perspective on cornerbacks. We'll talk edge, we'll talk corners, we'll talk wide receivers, we'll talk defensive linemen, we'll talk Kansas City Chiefs. But coming up next, J.J. Piccolo on this year's Royals team. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Big at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Have we figured out the phone lines, uh, Ron Cobb? <laughs> yeah, we, we figured out the phone line. I'll talk to you about it at 7 o'clock. Don't forget, Ron in studio with me talking Kansas City Chiefs and mock drafts between 7 and 8. Get your questions in. Jay Southland, Toast Service text line 913 576 
888-957-7610. Vern had an opportunity to talk to uh, J.J. Piccolo, the new general manager of the Kansas City Royals, and we mentioned MJ and Prado. When could we possibly see them in Kansas City? The messaging to both of those players, Prado and Melendez, just go down and do what you're capable of doing. Essentially just force our hand. I mean, that's 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 the way it should work. That's the way we've operated in the past. Uh, whether it was the guys back in 2011, they were just performing at a level. It's like, all right, we have to figure out a way to get them on the team, and we have to create opportunities for them. Coming out of spring training, it's not as pressing. But what I'm excited to see for those two in particular is the first half of AAA pitching is a lot different than the back half of AAA pitching. So when they got into promoted to AAA last year, still facing pretty good pitchers. I mean, it's not, you know, not saying they're not talented, but the first half in AAA is always stronger. By June, July, a lot of those guys are in the big leagues and it just gets watered down a little bit. So I. I think that's a, going to be a test for them, and we'll see how they answer the bell. But when guys are ready, they don't—they're not going to stub their toe. And if they don't stub their toe, then we have some things to think about. We are going to move MJ around. You know, he—he's starting to. We've talked to him about the outfield as well. Um, so we are going to start doing things like that once they get back home. They start on the road. Uh, they're in Indianapolis Tuesday. When they get back home, we're going to start doing some outfield work with him. He's played out there before, so it's not like it's a, you know, something new to him. But I think just the, fundamentally the footwork, the things that we think help guys um, with their jumps and reads, we got to go over those with him. Um, he's excited about it. I don't think MJ cares what position he in his mind. He's a catcher, but when a young player gets to the big leagues, they just want to get to the big leagues. You know, going back to Bobby playing third base. I don't think Bobby cares what position he plays right now. He just wants to be in the big leagues. But we are going to do that work with MJ. So this week you'll see him play third base a couple days and catch majority of the time. Then we're going to start doing the work in the outfield. But he may get a DH day here and there. But he's going to catch four days a week, at least as we start off the season, and get two days at another position. And um, Rusty's going to go down uh, to Omaha and spend time with him. Once Rusty feels like he's ready to play in the outfield, we'll get him out there. Um, I don't think it'll be too long before he's out there. So there's about MJ Melendez and Nick Pardo, kind of the plans with him, catching most time a little bit at third base, work on some outfield spots, things like that. But the, he talks about the rotation as well, that fifth spot. No guarantee that Brady Singer is probably going to be in the bullpen to start off with the Royals. It's going to be Zach Grinke, Brad Keller, Chris Bubich, and Carlos Hernandez against the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Still weird saying that. But here's what J.J. Piccolo said about the fifth spot in the rotation. We could go a lot of different ways with that fifth spot. Some of it's how do guys respond out of the pen. So we've had a chance to see he's way out of the pen. And, you know, for whatever reason, you know, his mind is he's built to do that. Um, Jackson it seems very comfortable with it. I don't think Daniel's ever done it for us. Uh, and Brady's never done it for us. So that's, that's sort of where he sort of – with good reason making an educated decision on who can throw out of the pen and who can't. We're trying to let this thing play out. I mean, it's again, it's it's a short spring, and we still feel like it's competition, so we want to play it out until the end. So we've got Lynch today. I think Brady's scheduled to pitch Tuesday. So we do have some things that still could be ironed out. And then it's a matter of, um, 
matter of how do we want to line up our bullpen, you know, who fits well in the bullpen. Something that's going to be challenging. I feel like the first two weeks, probably not as challenging. Guys will have opportunities to throw two, maybe three innings. You know, it's going to be unpredictable. You know, here it's easy. You just schedule it out in spring training. It's going to be unpredictable. But we're going to reach a point when if the starters are pitching well, the long man isn't going to be as necessary. And now when you're talking about young prospect, young major leaguers in the major leagues not pitching a whole lot, then we're going to have to make some choices on what we do. And that won't be until the first week of May. And so many things can happen between now and then. Uh, but it is something we have to prepare for. But the way we'll break, we got plenty of innings in the bullpen, guys that are stretched out. We've got the four guys at the back that, you know, that they sort of know their roles. So, um, you know, just kind of play that by ear. But that, you know, that fifth spot's still up in the air. Fifth spot's still up in the air for the Kansas City Royals. There's going to be so many injuries going forward and guys missing starts and, and whatnot. So, anyway, at this point, no fifth starter yet for the Kansas City Royals. He did address Adalberto Mondesi and how they plan on uh, using his workload. You know, too many times at shortstop or whatever. How are they going to try to keep Adalberto Mondesi healthy? That's another question we've gone back and forth with. The thing that I think we all – realizing we can't predict how this is going to work out for him. So I would say it's more of an awareness now, being conscious about off days coming up. Maybe there's a matchup somewhere along the way that Mike says, you know, it's a good day to give Mondi. So it's it's developed more into let's let's be smart about it and be aware of it. Plays eight days in a row. Let's be looking for a way. If the game's out of hand one way or another, maybe we get him off his feet <clears throat> for the remainder of the night. But we have, we've decided not to go, all right, we're going to play five, then he's going to sit one. We're, we're not going to do that. Uh, we just think he's too valuable to be on the field. Um, hopefully, we can monitor his, his workload in different ways that if we're sensing it's time to give him a day, we give him a day. It's very similar to um, when we had Lorenzo came. You know, we, we were very strategic in, in the sense that we knew, here's what the schedule looks like. We could tell when maybe he needs a blow and we'd pick a day and the time Ned would pick a day and, and give him the day. And I think that's how we're going to approach it. As long as he stays healthy, because if he gets hurt, then what do you do? Nicky Lopez or do you move Bobby Wood Jr. over to the shortstop position? More from J.J. Piccolo later. Don't forget we're talking Chiefs from 7 to 8 with Ron Kopp from ArrowheadPride.com. But you know what we really need, Grant? We need more media members to send pictures of the uh, New Orleans Superdome, the uh, Caesars uh, Superdome. Like Off, office, office for the day? For the day. Yeah. yeah. Love that one. Calm Before the Storm is a good one, too. It's a good one, too. Office for the day is always my favorite. I used to text those back and forth with Wachowski. We used to have fun with that. And sometimes he'd do it at Arrowhead knowing it was just a joke for Office for the Day. But we've seen a lot of those. I just want to see more media members' pictures from the Superdome. You were asking for a Tiger update? Yes. On the ESPN ticker, Fred Couples said Tiger Woods looked phenomenal during practice round today. Phenomenal. So play. He said the quote on the tickers was phenomenal. Not good, not great, but phenomenal. Phenomenal. With a capital PH. Phenomenal puts him in the tournament. Phenomenal helps ratings. Fred said phenomenal. Might as well just put a camera on him. I think, honestly, people would rather see him than the leader, unless he oh, is the yeah. leader. 
Would you rather see people him? People love Tiger. Yeah. Even those Tiger cams they would have at different tournaments. Yeah, you know, win or lose, I mean, they want to see what Tiger does. What a great story. Guarantee you the Masters and CBS is really pulling for this Tiger Woods. Can you oh, imagine yeah. if he makes it on the weekend? ESPN's probably hoping for it too. Don't they have coverage of the first couple of days? I thought they have in the past. I'm probably wrong. I'll have to check it out, the TV coverage. They always have it online, too. As always yeah, check it do. out there. But uh, Saturday and Sunday, we must watch. It's always much must watch anyway. I'm curious about Scotty Scheffler. This guy's already won three tournaments this year. Like, I want to see how he does in the Masters going forward. I like watching the golf. I like watching golf like once or twice a year. Really? I'll watch the, I'll be locked into the Masters. And then if there's another tournament or something interesting happening, I'll usually watch one more. But U.S. Open? Yeah, usually something that's big, big time. You still in the F1? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm wa- I've watched all the races so far. I think they're in Australia this weekend. They, they, they do a lot of traveling, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's kind of cool that Vegas is going to get one. And they're going to use the strip as part of the uh, route. Can you imagine that? Just a massive straight just down the strip. They're going like 200 miles an hour. I've not missed the NASCAR race this year. I can't do NASCAR, man. You should have seen Circuit I, of Americas. You would I've probably tried. like that. It's where F1's it. at. I can't do it. That's where F1's at. But they, I watch a lot of golf as well. I watch a lot of sports, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. A lot of sports. But coming up next, there's one team that's selling off all its, <laughs> all its players. Should they be even allowed to play Major League Baseball? we discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Big and I, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, producing the operations. 913-576-7610, Jay Southland, Tow Service Text Line. If you have Kansas City Chiefs mock questions going forward or just off-season questions, whatever you want, Ron and I will get to that. Grant, you see what the Oakland A's are doing? They're trading everybody. I have seen it. Like Olsen's gone. I mean, Including Shamanaya. an old friend, yeah. Shamanaya was just uh, released... Uh, Yesterday, he was traded to the Padres. They were going to play him in the spring training game, and he was traded that morning, so he just switched locker rooms, and he still had a green glove for the Oakland A's. They had the highest, according to John Heyman, they had the highest payroll in baseball in 91. I think the Royals had the highest payroll in baseball in 1989. Then, of course, the explosion of cable television. It was $33 million that year, 1991. The very same number it is today. Lots changed in prices since 1991. Current players, uh, according to Bob Nightingale, making more than the entire Oakland A's uh, payroll. Scherz, Max Scherzer, 43.3 million. Corey Seeger, 37.5. Anthony Rendon, 37.5. Garrett Cole, 36 mil. Carlos Correa, 35.1 mil. And you might as well add uh, Mike Trout. I don't know why he didn't have Mike Trout on here, but he makes about 35 million per year. It seems like uh, Oakland's getting a lot of the ire from everybody about their payroll. 
Do you know Oakland's actually got a less, or excuse me, Baltimore's got a worse payroll than Oakland? What's Baltimore's payroll? Well, if you go by spot rack, this appears to be a little bit low because they have Oakland at $29 million. They're actually about $33 million. They have Baltimore at $24 million. What? Yeah. How are, they, how are they even fielding major league teams? Cleveland Guardians at $38 million. I mean, that's actually embarrassing. No, it is. And I was listening to Bob and Josh this morning. They're saying, well, this is just their way to tank. Like Major League. They were talking about Major League. You know, the movie Major League. The owner wanted Cleveland just to not be any good so they could move, so they could relocate. We know that Vegas is on the horizon for the Oakland days. They've got a new stadium proposal, supposedly, in the works in Oakland. I doubt it passes. Nothing ever passes there when it comes to stadiums, even though do they really want to be a community that loses football and baseball? I mean, seriously. Do, do we think it matters uh, quite a bit that that San Francisco's right there? I mean, it's got to matter they've a little got bit. they right across the bridge. They just lost the Warriors. They lost the Raiders. They got a lot of other stuff around there going on. But still, when you lose professional sports teams, man, that's your identity. Like you I, I'm not arguing days. with you. I'm just saying I think it probably has something to do with they had a high concentration of teams. Of course, they stole the Keen City A's, became the Oakland A's. But when I think of baseball, I think of the Oakland A's. I think of them being cheap bastards, too. Yeah, I was about to say, someone you were talking about it just being their version of tanking. They've been tanking the entire time I've been watching baseball. Well, they make a run, though. They'll, they'll get they it, do. You know, a bunch Every of guys. Every four to five years, yeah. They you cobble know. something together, but... They got Chapman and Olsen and but stuff like that. They're they, really slug last year. Then they get rid of the all night. those guys the next possible second they can. No, they can. It's just a flaw. I remember when they pushed all in in 2014, remember? That wild card game, they bring in John Lester. Then what they, happened? They pushed all in. It didn't work out, but they did push all in. Like the A's pushed all in to win it. They didn't do it. The Royals kind of pushed all in in 2015, but did it. It just matters like when you want to push all in to do it. But this is embarrassing. These payrolls. And I know baseball just got done with the lockout and everything else. But what about some of these teams that don't want to pay anything? To have the same payroll you did in 1991. You know what? Were you even bored in 91, Grant? I was not. <laughs> so they had the same payroll before you even born. Yeah. And it's the same payroll in 2022. Yeah. And there's going to be teams playing that team 19 times this year. So they're all just going to beat up on the A's. Just like everybody out east beats up on the on the Orioles, and Cleveland's not spending money either. I mean, they've, they've gotten rid of everybody too. That's why that's why it's 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 weird. You know, Cleveland's been predicted to be higher than the Royals this year. The Royals are a team actually trying. They have double the payroll, more than double the payroll of the Oakland A's and Baltimore Orioles, and they're a relatively young team where guys haven't hit that monster money like like Bobby Witt Jr. eventually will will cash in. MJ Melendez will cash in. Nick Prado will cash in. You know, some of the pitchers on the pitching staff, Carlos Hernandez, will pit will, will get paid at some point. But I do find it uh, funny that uh, they're trying to hit. They want to move to Vegas, and they should be in Vegas. I'm surprised the NHL was the first team in Vegas with the Golden Knights. I'm definitely surprised the NFL's there because they were all afraid to go to Vegas. I always thought the NBA would be there first. Like the NBA would be in Las Vegas first because they do so well in their summer camp and everything else. But I always thought baseball would be there as well. But now that Vegas is open for business, well, there might why be not a move chance, to Vegas? There might be a chance within like a 10-year time period we get they go from zero professional sports teams to having one in every single professional league. But I, the Oakland A's should move there. I'm sure Major League players wouldn't have a problem with spending like a three- or four-day series 
in in the city of Las Vegas. I think it'd be cool for them. But if they're not going to take care of things in Oakland, you know their sewer backs up and they have turds floating sometimes in the dugout. It's that bad. It was that bad for Raiders it, games. That can't be a regular occurrence. Google it, bro. It cannot be a normal thing. Some, just, I'm, it, sure it it happens, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens sometimes, but you can't. It can't be like once a homestand. That can't be true. Smelly stadium in all professional sports. <laughs> they tarp off the upper deck and stuff. It's almost, that's the only remaining football slash baseball stadium. They don't but, even have a football team. No, they that's don't. the embarrassing part. No, they don't. They're it, playing in a football stadium. They don't even have a football team. In foul territory is huge. <laughs> He could run it out forever how big foul territory is in Oakland. I remember whenever the Chiefs would play the Raiders and you had in that September game or whatever. Oh, the infield? Yeah, they'd run over the infield. It's like, what is happening? Just a big dirt patch in the middle of the football field. But how does baseball want to compete? How do they want to be like the other sports when you get teams like this that won't pay anything for their players? Seriously. Either make a move or make them sell the team. They've got the power to do it. But baseball keeps getting in these traps. They can't get out of their own way sometimes. And now you get this embarrassing, embarrassing situation with the A's. Literally, that's not even a major league team. They don't have, I mean, I know Major League Baseball doesn't want a salary cap or anything like that, but they don't want a salary floor. They need, they need it. This is not even a major league team in Oakland or Baltimore. At least Baltimore's got some young prospects coming up. Supposedly Oakland's minor league system is pretty good. I guess good enough until they trade everybody off. I mean, Sean is a really good player, but it's not like he's like, a world beater, like why they're even getting rid of like their their good players, their average to good players. Yeah, he went to uh, San Diego. That's uh, that's uh, San Diego's got embarrassment of riches as far as that's concerned. Let's see if San Diego can actually do anything with their riches this time. Jury's still out. Jury's still out on them. But it's got to be being a, tough being a fan of some of these these teams. Like I can't even imagine. What you being an Oakland fan? Like, how can you be a fan when, like, Matt Olson last year, 39 home runs, 111 ribs? Like, at least the team's going to suck. Max, Matt Olson was fun to go watch. Matt Chapman, fun to watch. 27 home runs last year, 72 ribs. They're gone, by the way. And Chum and I had thrown a no hitter for him. But I digress. Major League Baseball's uh, keeping them around, but uh, they need to move them to Vegas. All right, get those questions in. We're going to talk to Ron Cap, leading analyst, Arrowhead Pride. An hour on the Kansas City Chiefs next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.